0: Oh, yeah. Dan Auerbach does not fuck around. I just fucking love the tone. It's just like... Yeah. It's nothing new, but it still sounds really good.
1: I had to get my mic set up the cool way. (laughs) Like, working at Guitar Center, you learn really fast... That even just that tone, which sounds like simple, like it right. just sounds like a overdriven tone. Nothing, nothing crazy about it. Nothing over the top. Mm. Doesn't matter. It's so hard to just get even that like good. Yeah, if I in I've... a way that's satisfying, and a lot of the times it has to do with volume. Like you really got to crank an amp and like let it open up.
2: If I'm recording a song. And um and I go back and I listen to it and I'm super happy with the guitar tone. I'm like fucking ecstatic. I'm like, what did I do? And I take a picture of the dials, and I take a picture of the pedal, Dude, and I... I like the position of the microphone, but it still doesn't matter. The next time I play it, it's gonna be like this sounds like shit. I yeah, don't know I, what I did.
1: I cannot tell you how many times my amp settings have thwarted pictures of pedal settings. <laughs> This is all, this is all black keys,
2: but I mean, this is all Delta. Yeah.
0: This is Mmm. It's uh, it's pretty fantastic. I really like it so far. Yeah. It's very easy. Listen all the way through, like every song and you're, you're rolling now, we're rolling.
2: We're live, yeah.
0: rolling. We're live from the Sound Cave. From the Sound Cave. Welcome, special throwback Wawa edition. <laughs> Ew. Love it. Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Is that what this is? I'm getting the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting the band oh, wait, back I, together. I don't yeah. remember. Do we curse on this? Should yes. I, yes. Should I keep it? No, yeah. no. Should I keep it PG? <laughs> no, this is not for the kids. I gotta. Normally I have to very consciously engage my parental filter. You
0: can say whatever you want. Mike's gonna edit whatever he wants to do (laughs)
1: later. (laughs) I've learned that firsthand. Yeah. Yeah, true. (laughs) True that.
0: It has to pass the final, you know. It'll be
1: like that Simpsons with like where Homer gets the interview and they like cut it all up. (laughs) Gummy Venus Tomato, you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm not even gonna wait for confirmation. Oh shit.
2: Yes, this is great. So we have um, Brian Chase uh, who is I don't know. I consider you a music expert. I think you I think you are a music uh, appreciation aficionado, a musician, a recording engineer. I mean that's that's about as music expert as you can get.
0: He's an appreciator of music as well.
2: Yeah
1: guilty. yeah for sure. yeah yeah.
0: Cause you could be a musician and not really appreciate
1: music. <laughs> that's that oh, yeah. Is true. Yeah, true. That's called being. No, I'm, I'm not gonna say that. That's too mean. <laughs> you can be. Mean oh, you too. can be totally mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be mean. See, that's like. I don't know. Like, at, uh, I was doing, uh, a rehearsal studio for a while, and you will really learn, like, just musicians, even as different as they are, and like there are plenty that don't appreciate music, even though they're in a band and like ostensibly working hard at it. Right. Um, I mean, they, they appreciate music, but there's definitely certain people that are in it for everything, except the music. And you notice that sort of thing. Whereas then there's like the people that are like literally just there, like that, that band, I, I got you into mute host that really sludgy, like doomy (laughs) kind of band that are just like insane. Um, (laughs) Those guys showed up every week, same time, and they just cranked it for two hours a night. And like I, you know, they played shows and whatnot, and yeah. and put out albums. But they were constantly rotating and whatnot. Like, it's like they could have cared less if they ever played live. They were just there to make those tunes, and they were so good at that's it. awesome. But <clears throat> you know, there I don't I don't mean to like single them out specifically. There's plenty of bands that worked hard in that, but. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, I've I feel like music has always been just such a important thing in my life. It's definitely more motivating than a lot of things, a lot of pursuits. So, when I would see that, mm. I was just like, "Your band is like more successful than any project I've been a part of." But like, it's like you could care less, right? <laughs> like, yeah. and I, I would always like
2: the success isn't the important part at that
1: point. Yeah, <clears throat> but you know. It's definitely I, you see it you see it in people. It's, it's disappointing. And that honestly, it's more disappointing when you meet people who are just like, oh, "I don't really listen to music." And it's just like, "What do you do? <laughs> how, how do you survive?"
3: Yeah.
2: Mm, yeah, like, I'll never understand that. Like I get it if it's not your your passion and your right. lifeblood. Right. But I I that's that's a, certainly a litmus test for me. If somebody's like, "I don't really listen to music," I'm like, "I don't know how we can get along." Yeah. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to single you out necessarily, but there is no way I'm going to actively want to spend time with you because I know I can guarantee we're not going to get along. Yeah. I think the first thing, the first thing that Brian and I really connected on were probably movie quotes, like references. Big time. We'd like reference it, like a movie quote or something, and be like,
1: "Oh shit, you know that movie?" Chill, Winston. God it's, it's only, only plank. plank? <laughs> like you
2: fucking know Lockstock? <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't very long before we were like, "Wait, you." You play guitar, yeah. You play guitar, yeah. I, meant that. I write songs. You're in a band, what? And then like it was just off, but it was you know same thing for for you, Sean. Like we all we all kind of worked together at the same Wawa for a little while. I would say at least for like a year and a half, right? We like
0: all probably this, were yeah, similar yeah, shift yeah. and um, comings and goings.
2: Yeah, just <clears throat> there was always just so much music in common. But I was also exposed to a lot of new music because of the two of you guys because like my shit got locked down in the 90s it hit it hit 99 and i kind of stopped listening to new music i was like i had corn (laughs) and i had fucking deftones and i was like i'm good so by the time i was you know in the 2000s chatting with you guys i was like neutral who what who for cutie what is that a band or is that an anime show I have no idea what I'll you're take credit about. for death cab
1: yeah definitely. no, 100% you were you were absolutely death cab because I think at the time the only kind of music that I was listening to in that even like, you were like general emo genre dude. yeah like Jimmy Eat World was like a big one for yes, me and I like remember that um I say that with such disdain I still no watch, no no I still like Jimmy Eat World <laughs> I still rock some goodbyes. <laughs> that, that, Harbor, that
0: one album's pretty good
1: <laughs> but I must uh, be talking about clarity yeah. Whatever
0: it is, the one that was popular—I don't know.
1: Clarity was good. Uh, they had they a couple. Were, they of, were catchy. They had a couple of good moments here and there. I always felt like they were—I don't know. I they, they had were the place. classic emo. Like their early stuff was just unassailably good and just so raw and. and I'd rather listen to Screamo. Well, like that was their static prevails is absolutely that Thursday that kind of was, a vibe. Thursday
0: was my jam. Dude. See, I, I don't Thursday. think I ever.
1: You, I couldn't like. Did but I try like, to get you into them? You could probably play a Thursday song for me and I wouldn't I would have no idea. Or maybe yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, this is Thursday. I never realized that was the song." No, they didn't really get
0: big, but I for whatever reason, sure. they resonated with me a little bit as far as screamo and I don't really like that kind of music. Or taking
2: back Sunday or any yeah. other band with a day of the week in the title.
0: Yeah.
1: What you're talking about too, Mike, is I like I feel like you met me We're
0: kind of like jumping into our topic like inadvertently. A
1: little, yeah, kind of. Sorry. Well, I mean, um, it's seven. But like I I was sort of expanding my horizons at that time because if you remember, I was a person who, in high school, mm-hmm. I, like, up until maybe, like, the latter part of my senior year, I only listened to Christian bands for the most part. Yes! Oh my god, that's right!
2: Um, which oh my god, I remember! That they were, was... That's how, I mean, that's how I, I heard Zayo, because yeah, of you.
1: Yeah, 100%. Which, thank goodness I was into them because you they're, like, like, like literally... Religious. Like What's you were that? brought up
0: kind of religious, right? oh, big time, yeah, yeah.
1: super conservative family. I right. don't know how I happened. I really, <laughs> well, you happened
0: because of that, I guess. But everybody <laughs> else in the family was, went was down a the direct same line. Result.
1: Like everybody else in the family is still still that way, right? Right, right down that line. Which yeah. I mean, I would say out of black sheep, yeah, black <laughs>
2: sheep. Uh, well, that's how my family is, except for now the young, you know, the nieces and nephews, but still only on one side, yeah. But yeah, same same deal but yeah, yeah no, that's so, true because there was oh, god that's
1: right like cause if you remember think about like a lot of the bands that I was into at the time Emery was a Christian band Emery yep um, they I were like, Screamo they were definitely that's Screamo that's true they sound familiar um they wow, shit. wow the, I don't that know that how I got album. turned
0: on to Thursday to be honest it was just one of those I heard like one song somewhere now and I, I was like this point... is pretty fucking good and then I was just like the whole album's pretty fucking good. Yeah, at some just point, their one, they we'll have, one have to hear that really good album. I'll play it because I don't bit.
2: think I, I might know them.
0: As soon as this record flips, anyway. I'll I'll throw on. I'll take over with the. Um, yeah, no, definitely leave this on. I'll go digital because it's so much. I hate getting up as much as I love vinyl. it's yeah. just does not conducive <laughs> for a podcast. <laughs> I mean, what you I love playing DJ, but
1: I yeah, like seeing your posts and whatnot, and like the present listening group and whatnot, like yeah. that that to me is what vinyl is the best for is like creating a ritual out of listening to music sure which that that is something that i feel like you do miss that's a beautiful way to put it um where it's just like it having like the touch and all those aspects of it it's not like mm-hmm. i mean we all know that like in if you really break it down like audio for vinyl the one thing that it's best at is that it's a single like it's a groove cut into a physical object right, yeah so you're, there's no samples there's no gaps there yeah. it's a sound but it's analog. the di- the the um frequency range is slightly less it's not less in any way that makes a difference when you're listening because it's you know it, it's so on the fringes of Human hearing range, right. anyway, that it doesn't really matter. It's and what you mean it's is got that such detail in the mid range, which is what makes it right. have that really like warm kind of vibe.
2: What you're saying is that there's there's really high high pitch sounds and really low low pitch sounds that aren't quite translated onto the medium, but yeah, you don't, I mean you, you don't could... really miss it because of the richness of the the rest of the yeah. You the could film. you
1: could put low lows on vinyl, but you're it would cause your record to skip because right. it'd <laughs> be like you know it's kind of pointless. Uh, yeah.
0: This is the song that hooked me on
1: Thursday: Understanding in a Car Crash.
3: okay. Ah, mm.
1: uh, yes, mm. the distortion to clean guitar riff <laughs> hallmark of Screamo. They're good musicians. Yeah, i was say it's really dope.
2: Very clean. But, like, I know I've heard of them. But is is there a guy that comes on eventually and goes,
3: No, they're not that
1: cool. <laughs> oh, okay. See that's yeah. They that, were just I, a little too early for that then, I guess. <laughs> um, People like heard this and were just like, you know what, I think we could just sprinkle a little bit more hardcore and think we just, just salt bay a little more yep. hardcore action into it. I tell or you it's man. like
0: everything else is just watered down deftones. <laughs> well, I that am, can we be said about that a lot. Uh, it's true. <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm I'm a guitarist and a singer, and I am always like I swear to God, the thing I hear first in is drums, yeah, all the time in in music, and especially in this era, I'm a like, sucker
0: for bassline.
2: When a, when a fucking crazy drummer would come out of the woodworks in a band like this, I would be mesmerized listening to them. This guy's not bad. The dude from uh, This Providence, the drummer from This Providence, or at least their first album, which is another the only Christian band, another Christian band. <laughs> um And, uh, but even, like, the drummer from the Deftones, fucking Abe Cunningham, like, just fucking tears it up.
1: Honestly, Zayo's drummer. Jesse (laughs) Smith from Zayo is just an insane drummer. He was, This is from 2001.
0: 2001? Full Collapse. Look at that. Nailed it. Thursday, Full Collapse is the name of the album. Um, it's pretty much a banger all the way through. Literally, like... I'd put it up against anything from that era, this type of music. Yeah. Just song after song after song. It's like...
1: I mean, it definitely has that vibe of that era. I feel like I don't know that I definitely heard anything from them, but the voice for sure sounds familiar. Well,
0: yeah, he has a very generic screamo voice.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's true, but I feel like there's still some room for picking out subtleties with yeah, them. He's and not, like
0: he's, he's good.
1: The thing I like about his is that production wise like it's pretty raw like there's only enough like kind of reverb to like blend it into the rest of the mix it's not like over the top so it's kind of got that like raw presence that was like very I feel kind of du jour for that time period
0: I like hearing a musician's take on the whole thing but it's nice right yeah. I'm yeah. just listening to Brian yeah, yeah. I forgot I was on I'm the super podcast. impressed super <laughs> impressed right now no, it, I, I mean like, it, like an audio boner. <laughs> I like I
2: like that it's. I feel like with the grunge era, it was like they you know they it's they pleasant. took yeah they took punk and pop and just kind of mixed them together and sloppied it up, and this very much feels like. I mean, this feels like um, taking punk and pop. I don't know. There's something tighter about it. That's like. It's not afraid to be pretty, and it's not afraid... You know, there's so many, like, high-register vocalists yeah. in this yeah. sort of world of of rock that they weren't afraid to be, like, kind of pretty and melodic and, and soft and sensitive because they knew that they were just going to fucking distort
0: it up in the chorus and rock out. Well, the whole dichotomy of Screamo is actually is pretty cool. I mean, because you have, like, really sensitive, like, fuckboy, like, lyrics, and then it's like... <laughs> Then you have like this fucking thrashing guitar yeah. and like really nice hooks, be- like bass hooks, and like you know, like I, these guys are doing. It's like when you play it loud, it's very satisfying. Yeah. yeah,
1: I I feel like a lot of that comes from just like kind of a lot of musicians sort of in the heavy music scene. That they it's not like they suddenly fell out of love with heavy music, which is why a right. lot of this elements kind of maintain. But I think what they fell out of love with was the sort of like really like nasty I guess what you would now describe as toxic masculinity that came along with the scene Sure. and they sort of wanted to push back against that so it's right. just like well, oh, fine if you're just coming here to like fuck people up right. and like be a meathead then like we're gonna like force you to confront some of that by like having a lot of this vulnerability come through yeah, in the music right, right. while still being undeniably heavy so it's just like what are you gonna say? like, yeah, I like, like it how are, so gonna, how are you gonna how are you gonna criticize? Heavy. That's like, probably why I
0: dig it you know what I mean?
1: But it's I, it's a great like I mean, it was perfect for me at the time because it was like I was a sensitive boy and I wanted to demonstrate that but I was. I still I rock. A, but I had a
2: rough edge, man. I can get <laughs> I can get heavy. I,
1: yeah, yes. I keep hearing myself jingling. I'm gonna set these somewhere where I hopefully won't forget them.
2: That's the audio engineer, man. I love it. <laughs> oh, I hear jingling. That's me. I'm gonna take it out of the equation.
1: Thank you, jingle.
2: Thank you.
0: <laughs> Cut that shit. We can edit it later. It's fine. <laughs> I, uh.
3: Burn like a cigarette.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. You can't
1: not sing that lyric. It's so great. Pull like a punch, burn like a cigarette. But, like, what I think of a lot is, like, Sunny Day Real Estate, which I feel like kind of yes. was one of those bands that set the bar for this kind of sound. It was one of your bands, right? Where, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was I huge that into them. Yeah. So, fucking Diary. What a what insane Diary's album a that was. Album. Where it's just, like, it's so, like, even, like, lo fi. <clears throat> and gnarly but like very like very much entrenched in that kind of vulnerability aside from the heaviness
2: sunny day real estate was one of the first bands that i listened to when i when i started writing music because like what inspired me to write my own songs at like 13 14 was the the grunge movement so like nirvana and Soundgarden and pearl jam and all that stuff but sunny day real estate was one of the first bands that i heard and i was like this sounds like the music I write, but I like I wasn't listening to anything like that. It was just that it was me and an acoustic and kind of a higher register voice at the time, and that like I was just writing the music that felt nice to me. And so it was like it was a completely it was completely different from the like I'm gonna be sloppy and messy sort of grunge shit. Cause I definitely sloppy and messy was not in my repertoire. <laughs> Even though I loved it in the music, it wasn't really who I felt like all the time so i feel like there were songs that i was writing that was like it was in that like emo world before i really kind of discovered the music and once i did it was like it was oh, so good to listen that's to a thing
1: you can do yeah
2: when you the first time brian played emery for me i think walls was the first song we listened to but not long after that is i mean the second track is ponytail parades which is like one of the, it's still to my, to this day like I think one of the best songs that's ever been written. Yeah, because mm. it's got two dueling,
0: bold statements. Two <laughs>
2: no, it's two bold. dueling guitar parts and two dueling melodies that are happening through most of the song. And it was like the acoustic version is fucking insane. It's really good. It's really good. And like at least it appealed to me.
3: Yeah, because it's also a song, song about girls, too. man. It's
2: a breakup song. <laughs>
1: I remember seeing them live. The first time I saw them live, yeah, the singer was, like, in, like, the hospital or something like yes. that. Or... Yeah, yeah, he was, that, that so was at that guitar guitar little So The guitar player did the whole show, and I was just like, oh, my, like, like, the guy batting, like, in place is, like, as good, if not better yeah. than the lead vocalist of this band, like.
2: Yeah, that was the, I feel like I might have mentioned it to Sean once before, but that was the show that I saw that. The guy was like, you know, I'm, I'm just doing my best, man. It's really hard with, you know, with the guy not here. And the, the crowd is like,
3: you're doing great. You're
2: awesome. It's great. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Why are people throwing beer bottles at you? <laughs> These fans are so
1: nice. You're doing a great job, You're doing man. a great job. We love you anyway.
0: This is good, man. Good feels.
3: Oh, so good.
0: Oh. Tube magic and the jangly guitar effect. Oh yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to this in
1: a long time. It sounds pretty fucking good. I also miss this really like nice, clean but growly bass tone. It's just like a a
3: little,
1: little Rage Against the Machine rip right here. Oh the the radio rants. No, this was a this was a hallmark of Get the. Get out the aeros. megaphone. <laughs> there he is Yelp thank you for joining us screamy guy there's the screamo
0: there's a string section in there you hear the strings violin okay, yep yep they were like let's just like do some
1: muse shit. <laughs> Honestly, dude, this is reminded me of At The Drive-In. I was like, just going to say that. It has, just like, the exact vibe. Dude, doesn't vibe. this sound just like At The Drive-In? The, like, the sort of non-rhythmic vocals, like, you know, like, yeah. not not non-rhythmic, but, like, you know, just that kind of, yeah. I'm just, I'm saying words, I'm saying words, they and sound, they sort of they all kind of string together, freeform. and yes. and the music behind me is driving through, but... But I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not really committing to it. I'm just gonna say I'm saying what I'm gonna say like that's that that so vibe like that's drive so in. at the drive-in. I
0: absolutely mm-hmm. they're absolutely one of my favorite bands. They're of unbelievable. All time. Like what a Sparta is good at the drive-in and fucking you know
1: Mars I,
2: Volta. I do not. Know. Did you ever
1: hear the band Frodis? No. They're sort of around the same era and definitely uh, they they're. Similar vibe of, of at the drive-in. I'm um, trying to think what the name, the name of the track. Uh, Frodis. I could probably look at it. It's it's from the, it's from an album. Um, oh, uh, the Earth isn't humming. Because hmm. Thrice did a cover of it. Oh, I know th- Thrice. And I was like, oh shit. I was hoping would get This is get Frodis. There. And I was like, oh my god, I haven't thought of Frotus And I went down like a rabbit hole. And wow, they're such a wild band.
2: Oh, that's cool. I don't know them. I um, I know of At The Drive-In, but only because of... At The Drive-In's of, technically late 90s. Only because of Gym Class Heroes. That's the only reason I know, because I've never actually listened to At The Drive-In.
1: I mean, you know one Arm Scissor. Everybody uh, yeah, I was going to say, song. I was in Maybe. high school and one Arm Scissor was a single, so did yeah, you I, hear I their, had did to Did you know. hear
0: their album from like four years ago, their comeback album? Like their re- <sighs> reunion album? I think I missed that.
1: Interalia,
0: this one... Came out like four years ago. It was oh, actually I fucking totally missed good. It. Oh man, it was man. good. I
1: gotta. I was like, mm, the driving came out with a new <laughs> album. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta check that out because yeah, yeah, I I I went back on them. It must have been longer than four years ago. D U S F R O D U S. Yeah.
2: Frodos.
0: So many of these bands owe their entire fucking career to this band at the drive-in oh my like, god yeah so many of those bands it's like that whole screamo genre mm-hmm. i mean that whole genre but then like so many bands that came about in the two early 2000s that were fucking loud and fast and but nobody really captured lightning in a bottle the way at the drive-in does they just have a certain fucking energy that like you can't replicate okay. yeah. and their lead singer is just an absolute fucking madman yeah
1: such a madman he's got like crazy lyrics they're really tight, super and really, tight. Like, have you seen their live performances? Like on YouTube, Dude, and their shit? live they're performances ridiculous. are at like they can. They're like, ridiculous. I go nuts buttons. on stage and yeah. play better than I could if I was sitting in a chair. Yeah, like
0: dudes doing like backflips all over the place. Like they're just like they're complete just Is bundles it at the of energy. Drive-in? Oh yeah,
2: Jesus Christ!
1: They're also one of those bands that like they were the ones like forerunners of like having like a pedal board that's like the size of a driveway. Like. <laughs>
0: It's funny because the first song that I ever heard from these guys, it was like early 2000, or yeah, right before I moved out this way, before I got sober, it was, uh, my buddy made a, a mix tape, a mix CD, you know what I mean? Of like all this stuff. And I, and he was, his name was Kevin and he was like always on the fringe of like really good shit. And me and my buddy Darren were always like hitting him up for his mixes And this was on one of his mixes and I was like, who the fuck are these guys? And it was the first time I'd ever heard at the drive-in. And it was just totally not their normal sounding song because then I got into their shit and I was like, wow, this sounds nothing like their normal shit except for some parts. Right. Yeah. But Initiation is the name of the song. And it was like, I remember hearing it for the first time and being like, this is not like anything that
1: I've really heard before. It's very different. Yeah. Or just, like, I don't know. They had, like, this way of blending a lot of different eclectic styles, but not in a way where they, like, had their own kind of spotlight. It was, like, it all just blended together to become just something that... That's why I think nobody else ever quite hit that. Well, they're so raw. Yeah. They're just so raw. Very raw. Very aggressive. Yeah. Very much the feel, like, they're just flying by the seat of their pants, but everything is just, like, down to, like... Like it's so locked in and yeah. so Yeah, they're like their arrangements are insane. Nice.
0: I love how he spells it
1: out.
3: What you do?
0: He's not my favorite, probably my favorite scream in all of Rock.
1: Like he's up there. I also, like, I can't, I can't, like, English it, but, like, he has, like, some kind of, like, s- like, the timbre to his voice when he's, like, s- doing that, like, kind of speak-scream thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, I don't know. There's, like, something very appealing about it. It's yeah, like, so it's one it, of those
0: bands you can't really put your finger on it, but you're like, I really like
1: it. I yeah. I just don't know why. They're just, like, that. really... I think it's just because they're... They're not wasting your time. No. Like, that like. A, they a lot of their songs almost have like a somewhat progressive element to it where it's just oh, like yeah. everything is shifting and it's not like they go back to a chorus or anything. Well, they're now like, a progressive band. Yeah, so yeah,
0: for sure. Mars Volta is literally progressive rock, it's prog rock.
1: Is like, that who this
2: became? Yeah. Okay. It's mostly You didn't the same.
0: Get into Mars Volta at all? I do
2: know Mars Volta, but I didn't know they were
0: I, this was this is where they came from. They
2: were from I that have the the
1: yeah, reason driving. why most people listen to Mars Vault is they're like, wait, yeah. at the drive in? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Alright,
1: yeah. yeah. Nice. What wasn't there like another band that had like Sparta. Oh right. The one that nobody cared about. <laughs> actually,
0: Sparta that one
1: album is actually really, really good. Yeah, I never I never gave it's them like like a shot. It's like at the drive
0: in like very appealing, like light, like it's very it's very mass, very easy, catchy shit. Sparta's actually huh. pretty good, yeah. I didn't okay. want to like it, but it was good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had no idea Mars Volta came from. From
0: it's crazy, like how all these musicians were like in one what? band. And once, then, like, once Pandora
1: started sucking, that was what I would do to find music. Is I'd like any there'd be like an article interviewing a band that I already liked, I just wait for them to mention influences. That's how I like. I it was like you had already gotten me into Death Cab. And, like, he was talking in an interview and he mentioned this band, Bedhead. And I looked up Bedhead, and Bedhead is such a weird, weird band. They're, like, one of the slowest bands I've ever heard in my life. And, like, I didn't understand what it meant at the time. I just got annoyed because you could never hear the guy's voice. But it's, it's uh, just that it's mixed so low, like, you can barely like understand yeah. it. But they're, like, when you hear that band and, like, mix in with, like, other influences as well, and uh, you're like, Somehow oh, yeah, that's Death Cab. Like, that's yeah. where they got their, yeah. their kind of, like... So, like, that used to be, like, one of my favorite things. Is just like, oh, I'm gonna dig into some influences here, I and do... you'll be surprised by, like, a band where you're like, oh, wow, like, not only is this, like, almost another album in this sort of one style this band I already, like, does, but it's, like, there'll be, like, some other element of that band that's unique to them that you'll, like either like or hate. It is a great way to get into stuff, especially after, like I said, Pandora started to suck. Right. I hear it's still good if you pay for it.
2: <laughs> only only if you shell out the dollars. Well that's that's what took me so long to get into Spotify is that I was like, I'm not I don't wanna have to I don't wanna have to pay for something that's just gonna wind up, you know, being another Pandora Disappointment Ah uh, yeah it's not gonna happen But They're coming out With hi-fi this year so Yeah I feel like everybody else They've away. They've done a good job With like Recommending things to me That you Their know, algorithm's
0: the best Yeah
2: That they're like It's the you, only reason Why yeah, I stick with it You've been listening to this You should hear these guys Yeah
0: I've, <laughs> I've, I've I've like been turned on To so much new shit From their algorithms it's, it's embarrassing
2: My biggest problem Is that I listen There's like I listen Melissa and I have a duo so she's got her own thing, and I've got my own thing. But then the kids always want to hear stuff on Alexa, and Alexa's connected to my Spotify. So now I get I get recommendations for the most random shit yes. and like you know YouTube wannabes who are doing diss tracks and stuff. And I'm like, God Alexa, why is this on my fucking Spotify? On Alexa, you know all what I, I
1: think it I is, is, hear is? Hard shit about at the drive-in. It's that. They sound like a band. They sound like, like they, they s- don't
0: give a shit, and they're just fucking playing. dude. But it's
1: like they sound—they sound like, like the music is unique, but it doesn't sound unique in like a way that's done with studio magic. Like you can like picture these guys all in a room together. Right. No, it's very li- It's a very live sound. Yeah. So I, and like I think that was honestly like a big thing, especially of this their era first couple too. albums. Yeah. And
0: then they started to get a little bit more production heavy, like most bands do. You know, for, sure, for sure. For sure. But this is their first album, so it's so fucking raw. Like every song is just like an open wound.
2: Right. And it takes to...
0: a couple listens. At first, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, like, I yeah. don't love it. And then eventually, I was like, I really like this album. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to check it out. I actually think I like In Casino out a little bit better than their first one, though.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. Or Via. Via is really good. Via is really good. Yeah.
2: I feel like I really missed out on a big a big I'm really disappointed in you Ben you should be <laughs> yeah um, it's
1: funny the way that can happen though
2: where you'll just like miss a band and then and then Sean's disappointed in you yes that's my whole life that's, that's so what this podcast is for a show so that's, that's and,
0: such a red mark on your report card
1: like like I literally just watched The Wire and The Sopranos in the last two years and I'm like I'm like wow I waited on that for no fucking reason because <laughs> the
0: Sopranos is fantastic
1: Sopranos was fantastic I honestly like The Wire a little bit better but Sopranos so surprised depressing. me with how much I liked. I like
0: The Wire. It's just I find it, it. was so depressing. Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, it's depressing for yeah. sure. But I, I think it needed to be to kind of be the show that it was, because it was yeah. kind of like think about this. No, it was. It was. You know, it was like one of the first gritty. like pieces of significant media that was just like, oh, by the way, the drug war is really stupid. Yeah. And it had a way of saying it that wasn't just like, I just want weed to be legal, man. Like. <laughs> They like the wire was just like, no, this is just dumb for everybody. That is like, a really good impression of me, by the way. Everyone's <laughs> lies. Oh, I was doing myself.
2: <laughs> I that this is where I am right now with Atlanta is that I, I've never i never seen it. I love that show. I just added it to Phenomenal. my watch list because I've I watched like, it twice. twice. It's, it's, one of the best, it's
1: one of the best shows that's ever I been. I might watch it a third time. I, yeah. I will definitely watch it a third time, especially season two. Some of those episodes in season two, like, whoo.
0: Now this is two albums later much glossier sound if you listen to the beginning of this song it had such a like clean i love the opening to this song
2: this is really dope i'm gonna have to dig into it man the i think op- he also
1: dug in a lot more to his like sort of operatic like started, vocal abilities you know, they started
0: like, fucking like, with synthesizers they yeah. started you know just experimenting more I love... But this is a very, like...
1: Synth com- in a band now. Oh,
0: yeah. Compared to their first album, you hear this song, and you're like, holy shit.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. There's so much, like, subtlety. Like, there's so much breath. Yeah. Like, there, like there's space kind of yeah. in there.
0: The bass line is really subtle. Whereas I nice feel like those,
1: those early songs, are like, everything is, like, yeah. metal yeah, to metal, just, right just right like... right in your face,
0: yeah. They still do that. It's just they deliver it differently as they yeah. move through their first couple albums... S- but this is one of their slower oh, yeah. ones. But it's so good because it's like slow fast. No, I'm, I'm slow vibing up. on this for sure. Yeah. 198D from Vaya. It's the last song on the album.
1: I feel like maybe I maybe I missed Vaya. I'm trying to like. There was also a time where like I would, I would be like hooked on one album and I would just like. That would be it. Their like, last I album. Even looking their out. last
0: album from their original lineup was in 2000. So they literally had four albums between like 96 and 2000 and they broke up for 17 years
1: I like these vocals man
0: I love his voice
1: oh yeah dude this this matches a lot of like your vocal style really well
2: I like it I'm not that good but I like I like that a lot
1: Yeah, I love that little synth line. Just that, like... Mm -hmm. So simple. The bass line in this song is really good. I've really grown to love those, just, like, where it's almost like you can hear them, like, holding back, like, not putting too much into a part, but, like, each individual part is all kind of creating this atmosphere. Like, I think their bassist is a fucking madman, dude. Yeah. He's putting down some shit. I do love I love it when a bass player can subtly kind yeah. of direct the mood of a verse.
0: Oh, so I like the fact that you can hear this for the first time here.
3: This is awesome.
2: This this song makes me want to listen to everything they've ever done. Yeah, you will.
1: You're yeah. not gonna be disappointed. No, There's so much not at all. you're gonna I have to fall in love.
2: Yeah, I really I mean I really did kind of I would have missed this time period completely. Because mm-hmm. I went, you know, I went to college in ninety-seven. And like I said, that that's where I got exposed to a lot of music that I had already missed. Like my friends who were like don't hate Sublime because of your, you know, asshole high school friends. Here, listen to these albums. Listen to how good this music is. You know, you've never heard Wyclef solo shit. Here, listen to this. You know, like right. I, that, thats what college was for me. So I was getting what so it much. Be. Yeah, but I was getting so much of that that I—I I, I wasn't looking for new stuff at all. I wasn't looking for new music until, you know. People whose opinions I respected were
1: like, "You should, you should listen to this." That's another classic motif that at the drive-in always use, like the screaming, and then like, like it's so good, I love it. They really just like they their songs, almost all of them, just like create this kind of mood. Like they really put you. They in, really do. Like a that's place. a good way of putting it. Like, they kind of wrap you into the the story of the song. Yeah. Like, even even if you don't know any of the lyrics or whatnot, like, you can feel what they're trying to get across. They're really good. And I guess, like, honestly, I think you nailed it. Like, pretty much any emo band, like, owes their entire career absolutely to At The Drive-In.
0: It's no, like, secret that that's, like, they came out right, at, all those bands came out right after these guys broke up in 2000. So it was like... Influx of all this shit. Right. This sounds like a fucking Duran Duran guitar riff right here. <laughs> it totally <laughs> does. Yeah, it's with fun. a Latin drum, like, and they have that so much of that influence in their music, it's just Hispanic, like Latino yeah. stuff. It's awesome. This is like one of my all-time favorite songs by them. Falls to the wall.
3: Be friends, I have to I to to That
0: bassist,
1: dude. Just... I also just love the dissonance of the guitar riff. It's just like. He's
2: rocking like like a little bit of flanger, a little bit of flanger on that.
1: (laughs) Just look up this guitar player Omar's pedal board. It's like fucking gigantic. It's insane. That's
3: awesome.
1: Oh, the guitar work, yeah.
0: The layering of
3: it.
2: It's also just the like his vibrato in his voice is very understated. Yeah, but it's just like right there at the end. It's like.
3: <laughs>
0: He's like If Zack Delarocca can't. could actually sing That's what oh, he yeah. would sound like, dude <laughs>
2: I can't fucking tell this what what I love so much about this is that it feels the whole time like the song is in halftime, but I can't actually tell because of how fat like how how much movements in the guitar and how much movements in the but the drums very much feel like the whole thing is halftime. So good. They're magical, dude. Yeah,
1: they're That's really great.
0: The They're literally lightning in a bottle for a couple years. Thoroughly that's what make, satisfying. Yeah, it just gives them even more mystique. When was, there, they when was like, their first album? 96, 95. Damn. They, see, like, they a, put out a like a three or four crime. studio albums over four years. <laughs> fucking crime. And then that they I just did split not know up. who
1: they were.
3: Uh,
1: well. And it's funny. Like I'm thinking like the amount of mixed CDs that I made for you back in the day. The only reason I can imagine not putting it on is because I'm like, well, there's no way he doesn't know "At the Drive-In." Right? <laughs> it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Because like that, I feel like our, well, they're, they're very our well mixes could've... were mainly mainly geared around in, like doing exactly that, like introducing each other to new stuff. Sure.
2: Yeah. No. I mean, but it's also totally possible that there was an "At the Drive-In" song on it, and it just but didn't. it was just
1: one arm scissor, and you're like, I've heard this. <laughs>
2: And it just didn't, you know. Maybe it just didn't stick.
1: It's possible, but it's es posible. But no, I I I like this a lot. But yeah, like so many hallmarks from like the emo era, like clean guitar lines and yeah. singing, followed by heavy guitar lines and screaming. Right. Ringing out. Guitar we- ring out. Weird time signatures. He's just—he's just so raw, dude. He's just so good. But
0: it's the whole package, right? Zavala's, and it's so crazy to listen to this and then to listen to some of Mars Hold's later shit. It's like fucking night and day. Like, yeah, crazy, like, right? Especially like their li- as they really got progressed. Yeah,
2: I would be I would be really curious to know this. This seems very much to me like a band where the whole band wrote the songs. You know, where it wasn't just
0: one person who was like. There was two main guys. The genius behind. It was the two main guys that are still the two main guys that are in Mars Volta. Okay. And then there was another guy, and then he went off, did Sparta, and disappeared. Got it. But the two main song singer songwriters, they. Stay together. Okay, it's like Pedro or something. Um, they have crazy. Sp- they're 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 sp- they're Mexican, so they had like crazy Spanish. names one guy's Zavalis and the other guy's um, Bixler or something. I, I can't okay. even say their names
2: because it very it very much feels like you know somebody comes up with a riff and somebody else says. Like this is what I hear over top of it and they go, "Oh shit, I wasn't even thinking that, but you know what that makes me think of this and it just keeps going back and yeah. forth until you have you know you some, guys some crazy compositions these guys are
0: from Texas okay I want to say Austin
1: ahead of their time yeah for Austin before Austin was cool I'm trying to... <laughs> before Austin was cool now i think austin is less cool because it's trendy yeah <laughs> it's like hit that phase mm. so
0: it's I like Nash, me, yeah. we didn't even like mention that <laughs> our inadvertent topic our topic today is like early 2000s <sighs> indie rock <sighs> alternative music which is kind of like a sweet spot for me anyway um probably because of where I was in life at that time and the stuff that I was discovering as far as music wise like because I was always such a hip hop slash like hippie music head like I just didn't get into hard heavy shit until I got until I got sober in the early 2000s and then discovered a lot of these bands because that's all I did was listen to music right this is technically 2000 title track by death cab for cutie um, oh, we sure. had the facts and we're voting S. Yes, this, fam- this was
1: like an open mic like, staple for me first, for a like, long time. Five, <laughs>
0: the first five songs in this album are like untouchable. Like, yeah, it's- especially this one when it opens in this lo-fi way and then all of a sudden it comes in. It's one of my favorite transitions of all time and like nice. any music. You'll know it when you hear it. And whenever right. I play it for people and I like prep
1: them for it, they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it's such a great. Because it stays in there for a long time, and then when it happens, you're like, whoa. Yeah. You're like, okay, this doesn't sound bad, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh. Somebody took the
0: blanket off. Exactly.
3: Because
0: I was first introduced to these guys on the photo album. I had to go back and learn this album. Okay. Same. Here it comes.
3: kill my
0: comes. probably in my top, like, three lyricists of all time. Dude, he's so good. His lyrics just put you right there. Like, whatever he's talking about, yeah. he has the innate ability to literally put you right there, like, where he's talking about. Ani DeFranco is another one that does that really well. Yes.
1: Oh, my God. Like, we looked like giants oh. off of uh, Transatlanticism. Yeah. Like, that whole album. He just paints a picture.
0: Yeah. Driving through the mountains yeah. in my subcompact.
1: Uh,
2: we talked about, when we talked about breakup albums, I mentioned that Transatlanticism oh, is yeah.
1: like one of my. So top. many breakup songs on that album. Oh my god. But it's also it's also the first. Tiny Vessels? That's it's like that's the ultimate cry cast. in
0: your beer fucking
1: uh, album. <laughs> oh like, my god, yeah.
2: Yes, I cried in so many beers over that album. Yeah.
1: Just even the title track, Transatlanticism. Yeah. It's just like, that's the one. that
0: Sonically, me. sonically might be a perfect album. Like yeah, literally, it's literally one it's not really one good. fucking ounce of fat on that album. And it's like, I still listen to it. And I'm still in awe when I hear it because I'm like, they really had all. Like that's like when they hit their peak. Like, yeah. Transatlanticism, like sonically, lyrically, like everything just came together on yep. that album.
1: Yeah, because then what was the, It was plans right after that? Yeah,
0: that was their popular one, you know. Everybody loves that album, but I That's the I one that had I'll follow it.
1: you into the dark, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't get so, into it. Oh I wanna say gay, but I can't I
1: shouldn't say. Gay. <laughs> it's it's super <laughs> overplayed, but honestly the perfect we'll example of it it's, it's his lyrics. His lyrics doing that like thing that you were just talking about. Like yeah. But it was just like put into just a saccharine pop song. Yeah. So, like, there's people like you and I have been, like, listening to them. Yes. And we're, like, already appreciating a lot of Although, it. Although everybody's s- like, oh, I love this song. And you're like, yeah, but there's, like, ten songs that are, like, better.
0: Although, Summer Skin is Summer actually Skin one of my favorite video. Death Cab Drag. songs of all time. Ugh. Literally makes you feel like he puts you right there. Like, right. In, at the beach, in summertime, like, and... This song is beautiful. Summer
1: like, Skin was really good. I also liked what Sarah said yes, off of that album. Yes,
0: there's some good songs on that album. I don't want to shit on that album. It's just like, compared to their bands, other the ones. opener.
1: Yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah, there just was so many popular songs on that album that people were like, well, "Oh my god, Death Cab!" And it was like, "Oh
1: god!" It also had the sound of settling. Sound on of
0: it. settling. Uh
1: oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's on Transatlantic. That's on Transatlantic. Oh, that was. Yeah, yeah. no, you're not. I don't, right, I don't like right, that song. Right, that's right. the
0: only song I don't like on
1: Transatlantic. <laughs> it it's fine. It's just it's pop. All right, it's just yeah. super poppy. Yeah. And, like, I don't I don't mind pop. I don't get. Uh, you know what it is?
2: Title and registration oh, is the one that.
1: I don't get angry at that opening me. beat. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and, so... and the
0: lyrics. The lyrics of that song are perfect.
1: Yeah. Have you ever heard the demo version of that? I think I have. Oh, yes. Oh, my yeah. God. The demo version of. of of title and registration is so good. It's just such a good song. They're, they
0: couldn't do a bad version of that song. No, no. Because the no. bones of it are so solid,
1: and it's it's another one of those like it just puts you yeah, right there, paints a picture right that's one that you there. put on a mix for me for sure. Was I put it, that on. Was, so the, many mixes. <laughs> was the demo version or
2: like a live version or something? Or
0: I was really surprised at how well produced this album was for when when they did it. Yeah, like the big way time. they put everything to get like production value is still pretty high on this album. Like,
1: yeah, I think um, at some point, their their guy who did like keys and bass, I think, I want to say Chris, um, started like producing most of their stuff, or at least pre-producing. I think they still did stuff in studios and whatnot, but yeah. I think I could be wrong, but I think either. Transatlanticism or or Plans. One of the two of those he he worked heavily on. And I, I feel like it was Transatlanticism. I could be wrong. There's such
0: a jump between the first album, Something About Airplanes, and this one. Yeah. yeah. In, in terms of just everything, like quality, production, sound, like lyrics. Not to say that I don't like Something About Airplanes. It's a great album. But it was
1: almost like... This was such a quantum leap. It felt like the same thing with Jimmy Eat World, where like Static Prevails was so lo-fi and so raw, and yeah. then Clarity, the immediate follow-up, was like the exact opposite—super right, like, right, right. slick, polished, right? Really like same produced. exact situation, yeah. But like, I felt like Clarity still had a lot of that rawness into it, whereas like I feel like this still has lo-fi elements, right? But it's not like it's not the only palette that they have to work with. It's not the only kind of this
0: album's a slow burn. For sure, like it's you have to listen to this album a couple times to really appreciate it. But the first five songs are like just ridiculous, like so good.
2: Something about the 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 minimalist aspect of their creation and songwriting is what really appealed to me the first time that I listened to Transatlanticism. It was just like simple guitar lines, but was the, that
0: the first album for you with them?
2: Trans, yeah, that one was. Yeah, I thought I got, I, I, had I got to,
0: him onto the photo
2: album. Yeah, no, I had to go not part of I had that? to go Tran- all the way back. Okay. <laughs> is,
0: no.
2: No, um, Transatlanticism was the first one because it was it was probably you what, on this what album? you were
0: rocking photo album? at the time. We laugh indoors, that's yeah, a photo album. That is photo album. But even that's, that's actually my personal favorite. I love that song. <laughs> that is the most incredible pop album. Like just every song is so fucking catchy, like it's ridiculous. Which one? The photo album. Oh, okay. A-pop. It's that's my personal favorite because it's the one that I've heard. It's right. the one I was exposed to them with. Hi.
3: way. Yeah, you were like, dude, this
0: is the catchiest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's so good. I love this song. Oh, this well, is that's a it. One it's too. like
1: it's really simple, but it feels it's- like you're in a spy novel.
0: Uh, and it's so, and it's another one of those songs that sounds lo-fi, but it's not. At the same time, and he's really good at throwing his voice at different places in the mix. And still making it sound good. Like he's not—he's not front and center in this song. It almost sounds like he's singing from behind the drum kit.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of their earlier stuff was like that. Yeah. where His vocals were mixed more blended. Yeah. He's got his
0: head in the low tom. He's like.
3: I
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's definitely something off about this song, and this the way it sounds. But it's, somehow it's, it still works. Just because the lyrics are so good.
2: Well, he strike—it strikes me as somebody who like as an artist was not a big fan of his own voice like yeah, that's how yeah. it feels when you're listening well, to it he has, like, Oh, has he has he's one like, of those voices not yeah.
0: traditionally good sounding yeah.
2: but like he's affecting it or he's using a shitty microphone on purpose to make it sound distorted and fuzzy and just to blend it in with the mix so it doesn't yeah. stand out I mean he but, gets
0: he gets all the credit but Chris Walla was like the reason why all this shit he's, works he's too. the one
1: that I was talking yeah. about yeah oh, no God. you're 100% correct yeah. like he is like the man behind the man once he
0: left it was like
1: Oh, yeah. It was, like, immediately recognizable. Yeah, like, all the rest of their shit whoa. sucked. It was like when, when Troy <laughs> left Community, and you're like, oh, Donald Glover yes. was, like, a big reason why the show was good.
0: Dude, I literally <laughs> just said that to my wife the other day, because I missed the boat on that show, and I just recently watched the whole thing. Right. Nice. And I was like, dude, this whole show can be broken down into pre-Troy, like, Troy, and then after Troy. Yeah. yeah Troy, I was like, because after he Troy. leaves this. I it's, couldn't even it's watch a totally the last. Different show. Couldn't even watch the last couple of, like seasons, and then Chevy Chase leaves. I was like, "Dude, fuck this! It's horrible." Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even fun. finish it.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, like honestly, it's it's worth finishing. I guess there's some good stuff uh, in the last season. I didn't laugh
0: once after Troy left. I, don't, I was like, Chris, I don't think I've laughed once since he left.
1: He was Donald Glover, and that's why like as soon as Atlanta came out, I like jumped on it immediately because like I knew oh, yeah. how much of a creative vacuum yeah he had left in Community.
0: He's so funny.
1: Yeah, he's ridiculous. It's so naturally Atlanta funny. Atlanta is so good at being funny without being a without funny shot. Without trying, yeah. Like, like it's, it's so, so awkward. Subtle. Yeah. Like, yeah. his David Lynch influences are, like, so prevalent, especially in season two, that, like, Teddy Perkins
0: episode. Dude, the scary episode where he goes and sees the guy that looks like Michael Jackson. Yeah, the Teddy Perkins. That's, like, the greatest. Dude, I that, watched that. Might that might be one of the best pieces of television I've ever watched I in, watch I in the I watched that in the studio by weekend, myself.
1: Then. Like, after all the bands had left, because, like, that used to be one of my nights there. I've watched that episode All like the five bands times. had left, and I watched it by myself at the studio before I left, and I was like, I really wish I had just waited till I got home to watch this, because it's so
0: creepy.
2: It's
1: so good. So good. It was creepy, but <laughs> still funny at the same time. I'm like, I'm, I'm turning this into, like, visual maniacs yeah yeah we can't we're going <laughs> off on it we're going off on a tv tangent which I just, happens i just miss you guys right. it happens. does it does happen i just miss sure. you guys but no i mean like honestly it's funny when i just because what we were talking about i notice it so much more now the way his voice is a little buried as compared to like anything later that came albums. out like plans yeah. especially on, this album well, actually no transatlanticism is a little bit more forward definitely but like this one and something about airplanes was just like yeah. He's buried. It's very subtle. He's yeah. so in the he, mix. He's not yeah. front and center. Like no. it's more of like a band thing. Yeah. Which I kind of like for, cer- for certain bands. Like he still cuts and you can still understand what he's saying, so it doesn't bother me. Right. Like I'm telling you like Bedhead, you're like literally like did you even care about like why not just not record the vocals? Like if they're going to be this buried in the freaking <laughs> mix?
0: This was, this was one of the other songs that I heard on that mix The one with um, Oh,
1: 405 oh. Oh, Another open mic staple <laughs> So, it was, so it was easy this. to play
0: This was a, this song And um, Movie Script Ending were the first two songs oh, I, yeah. e- I ever heard by these guys So it was this album and the photo album I got a little bit of a taste of it But then I my buddy, he was like Oh, you like that song? He was like, and he gave me the photo album And I still have the CD somewhere Like That's awesome I played it entire. It reminds me of like a summer of like 2000 or whatever when I got that album, and it's like that's all I listened to on my Volvo for like a whole summer. I can't think. I can't listen to that album without thinking of the girl that I dated that summer. Like, it's impossible.
1: <laughs> There's a and, lot of wow.
0: Well, that's my problem with transatlanticism. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we already did. We already did that episode. <laughs> we, we we did a breakup episode. But, yeah, it's funny how, like, your life can be broken into, like, relationships and then how, what music were you listening to at that time.
1: It's also funny, like, just certain people in your life will be, like, tied up with certain songs. Right, right. Like, there, there's, like, this one Iron and Wine song that makes me think of this friend of mine who died. And I'm like, I, like, literally, I cannot separate them. Can't separate them. them. Yeah, I, like, sure. it, it's, like, no, I get that. It's like the song is that person.
0: I have a lot of that, too. God. This is a ridiculous song. This was so you can hear the photo album in this song. This is literally like a photo album throw-off. Like it's like a B-side to like movie script ending or something, you know what I mean?
1: It's like they were already moving in that direction. This is like one of the later ones or something. Yeah.
0: Photo album had such a great I love the sound of that album. Every song was like that jangly tone and like just i don't know what it was about the way they put that album together but it sounds like this song because this stands out to me on this album
1: yeah because like i feel like when plans came out my biggest complaint with it at the time which it grew on me but like in in hindsight it was that like the sound was still there but like a lot of the character like the way like this whole song has just this kind of, like, ambient, like, kind of fuzz. Yeah. It's not really doing anything right. melodically, but it's, like, there's a texture that it's it adds there, to the song. Yeah. That, like, almost, like, lends to the kind of, like, I don't know, like... And then, like, occasionally, like, it does kind of, like, have, like, a melodic aspect to it where it'll, like... Or, or even, like, a rhythmic aspect. And then there's,
0: aspect. like, that metronome just...
1: And for whatever reason, like a lot of those subtle character elements just weren't as prevalent. Or if they were there, they were less, I don't know. They like boundary pushing and like the later stuff. Like it was just like gleaming, glistening. So glossy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I, I mean, I've developed an appreciation for, especially after we went to rec Like I think after coming out of that, like I, my days of hating something just because of the way it sounded or like, more or less behind me. Like right. there's like Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll give anything a chance now and it's like I might just say, like, ah, that's not for me, but I'll still like dig in and like if I'm not like into the song, I'll find something about the production that I can like.
2: Yeah, doing go into Rectum, which is the recording workshop. It's the best, best song they do live. Brian and I both <laughs> attended uh Songs for with recording drum
1: beats that could literally just be the whole song.
2: Huh. No, it gave me they give me a much greater appreciation for
1: just different different recording styles and different, you know. And how hard it is to make something sound that glossy. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, how much actual care and, and sort of, like, it's not like you just set out, like, oh, I'm going to make a glossy pop album and it's easy. It's, like, right. the exact opposite. Which is, I think, why you hate it when you're, like, on the other side of that aspect, because you think, like, you guys put so much effort into making it sound like this, and I personally do not care for that sound. That would be fine if it just sounded like it was recorded out in my garage. But, like, the thing that I've learned, I think... Shut up, dick. Like, in in hindsight, like, it's more just about, like, if the band is good, if the song is good, it doesn't matter what the production sounds like. That song is going to be that song. Right. You can, like, impart a certain character with the way you record it, but... If the song is good, you can record it lo-fi, it'll sound great. You can record it hi-fi, it'll sound great. Right. It's the fucking song that matters. Right. And I think certain bands...
0: It helps to record it correctly, though.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure.
0: (laughs) Production value is worth something.
2: Pointing the mics in the right direction is important.
0: Well, I've learned, like, through, on the audiophile side of it, a lot of the songs that, like, and I told Mike... On this show before Like I would listen to stuff now That I listened to that I loved But now that I hear it on an actually good sound system With good speakers I'm like this is shit Yeah, (laughs) This is awful Because you hear stuff that's Like this this album High production quality Like you don't hear anything that's not pleasing to the ear Like it's very easy to listen to Everything's separated You know what I mean Got a nice thwacky snare I love the snare in this song But it's like, and then you hear like you'll hear other stuff that you used to like, like some of Pearl Jam stuff that I'll listen to, and I'll be like, sure, and I'll be like, dude, this doesn't fucking sound good to me, dude. Even
2: just the the difference between the Brendan O'Brien mixes, right. and the album for right. ten, I'm just like, how did I ever listen to yeah. this piece of shit? Like, I, how did you me... become a multi platinum album without these
0: mixes? Gear gave me an appreciation for production value, absolutely. Yeah, because like I I always loved music. I always loved the sound of music and what it did for me and what it made me feel like. But until like I actually learned how to listen to it right. through different mediums, well, then I was like, wow, it's a whole other level of appreciation.
2: Well, I think so much of it is knowing it, whether it's the artist or the recording engineer, because I know they can both be extremely influential in what the final sound is. Yeah. It's also about knowing what that song or that band really needs. Like we were listening to Caius down here last Ugh. time, and it's fuzzy as hell. It's like they turn the bass all the way up and the treble all the way down, but that album and still they recorded sounds good. it like this. But it does still sound yeah. good. And it's like, oh, that that like really warm, fuzzy, overdriven sound. Yeah,
0: that album should not important. sound good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By all <laughs> intents and purposes, it exactly. should not sound good.
2: And by the way, I've been trying to find like so many of my favorite albums now on vinyl through Discogs. Right. So much of this shit is so expensive. Dude, I can't find fucking Mean Time or Fugazi's Red Medicine. I am actually or the Kaya stuff or anything in,
0: less than like fifty bucks. Funny you disco. say that. I'm in the hunt for it's a Mean Time cool. album that's blue and red marble. Yup, yup. It's like a hundred dollars. Yup, but I might pull the trigger on it just because <laughs> it's that fucking cool. And I, I know, love that that's album. One of the
2: first ones that I saw, and I was like, is it "I think worth that falls into this category." A
0: reissue. Early, or no, that's that's early, that's late 90s. That's yeah, 90s. That's I feel no, like that's yeah, 90s. Meantime, I think Meantime was like Mid-90s. 93 or Mid-90s, 94 yeah. even.
1: Is this but a still. band or is this the album? Helmet. Uh, Helmet? Helmet. Helmet's. Never uh, got into album Helmet. Meantime. What? They were always adjacent. They were an influence in a lot of the Christian bands that I listened to. Sure, yep. But yep, they, yep. uh. Dude,
0: Helmet is so good. Paige
1: Hamilton had a
2: fucking sound that was just like, this is what I wanted to sound like. And I feel like the did other you two s- band members did you were like, see okay. on,
0: on present listening, the guy posted that that red and blue album. Oh, shit, And I was like, I must have this. (laughs) And, and of course, he's like, I'm going to look into it. I got it from, like, Reckless Records or some shit. He's like, I'll look into it, and I'll get back to you. I was like, part of me was like, please don't, because I'm going to end up spending (laughs) an exorbitant amount of money on that album. Yeah, no, right now I just want
2: um, Sky Valley from Caius on Mm. vinyl so I can listen to it, and I'm just... You're going to make me put that on.
0: No matter where I... Caius is so good. No matter where I go, I'm I just discovered them. I didn't even, like, I didn't even... I heard Gardenia.
1: He's the only reason I know. About right?
0: Him. I, well, he held that for me. I didn't even know that song. <laughs> I didn't even know when that. Song. I don't know something. I'm a piece of shit. When he <laughs> doesn't know something, I'm a piece Are of you shit. You fucking
1: holding out on me, man? Are
0: you getting the algorithm here?
1: I literally look at heard me, it. look at me. I am the algorithm now. Yeah,
0: I literally heard it on, like, a, a Spotify fucking throw-off of, like, I was listening to Helmet or some shit, yeah. and all of a sudden it stopped, the album stopped, and they play stuff that sounds like that. Yeah. So, Gardenia came on, and I was like, what is this glorious piece of fucking music? <laughs> and I got into it, and then, like, two months later, you're like, you're like, "Caius." my whole time in my head, I'm seeing it, and I'm, like, thinking kills. Yes. 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 like who, how do you say this and you were like Caius <laughs> and it took me a minute and I was like <laughs> and you're like that's the fucking burn I was like I've been listening to these guys I'm like that whole fucking album and I then I like, like, yeah, sat here and is... we listened to yeah. the whole album <laughs> and we like, lost is... it all we lost the whole
2: recording some of it we got we got we got some of it at least but yeah we lost like 20 minutes of us raving about Blues for the Red Sun that was like, that yeah, was like our is, cock rock this episode. This is fucking Queens of the Stone Age before they became Queens. Of- I found out the other half of the band is a band called Stoner now. Yes. With like an umlaut over the, o.
0: Right, right, right. Stoner. Seen, Seems Well, it's, it's yeah. technically <laughs> considered all that's under the, the genre of Stoner Rock.
1: Yes. Yeah. Anything that's actually. Because then I
0: went down a wormhole of listening. Remember I was like sending you, like, yes. I was like, dude, check these guys out.
1: <laughs> one, uh, one of the Stoner Rock bands from Philly just released their album today. Oh. Uh, Red Touch Black. Red Touch Black. Who knew that that was a genre that I would actually I actually really enjoy? Right? I'll be right
2: back. Dude, it's, also, it's like fucking um, Monster Magnet. It's another one, man. Stoner, yeah, hair Magnet. metal rock gods. What are they called? Red? Red Touch Black. All one word. Red Touch Black. Wait, all one word as in no spaces? Yes. All okay. one
1: word. Red Touch Black.
2: All right. I think it's... I'm going to check this out.
1: I think it's meant to be a reference to the snake.
2: Uh, okay. You
1: know how there's like that snake up up around here where it's just like, uh, uh, red and black separated by yellow, nasty fellow.
2: Right. And this, they already have monthly listeners. That can't be them, right?
1: Yep, that's them. That's them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Spaces in between. Are, those are my band babies. One of my band babies. They have. Oh, I see. They're putting out
2: singles. So scorched earth and snow girl. But this is their album, album they put out?
1: Yeah, I believe so. I think, I think it was just today. Scorched. I saw them post something on Instagram. Hubris. I'll follow these motherfuckers.
2: Man, let me tell you. I went into my TuneCore account today. I've made $1.95 from Spotify. That's right. Only took two years, and I made... About a tenth of the money it cost me to put an album Dude, on. Spotify. That's why I can't
1: bring myself to make <laughs> to get a subscription to Spotify because they just fucking hose artists. Yeah,
2: I mean, in my defense, my highest streamed song is like 1,600 listens, which is awesome. I need to, you know, I think it's all about the titles of the songs now. <laughs> um, cause that it's everything sucks and nothing is awesome is the one that has the most streams on Spotify. And I was like, well, 2020, that makes sense. People that, were searching for songs called everything sucks. Yeah. Putting them on mixes.
1: That makes a lot of sense, actually.
2: Nice. All right. Well, I'm following them now in their, um, self-titled released album. Yeah. I've been trying to, I've been trying to support the local bands as much as possible. Um, whether Especially now, yeah, whether it's stuff on Spotify or or even just like I don't know, just trying to get this is this is coming from a guy who's been on you know YouTube for years, and I have less than two hundred subscribers. So whenever somebody's like, "Hey, I put out I put out an album," dude, I don't even care if it's good. I will I will subscribe to them on YouTube. I will follow them on Instagram. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, and I just like, or I'll even I'll even follow their record on Spotify, and then I'll go in and I'll be like, like oh, this, like this, is great, good work, nicely album. done.
0: Yeah, um, I have to stop because like we'll literally I'll sit here and just listen. It's to like, hey, you guys want to listen to the photo? Yeah, photo we'll just do a photo album. let do a photo album
1: episode.
2: <laughs> well, we could do yeah, we could do the 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 um uh um at the drive-in episode, and then we'll do a photo album episode.
0: I could definitely give an hour to each one of those easily. Um, well, I'm, so I'm, I want to move on to sure. other bands of like that era. just okay. Cause you don't want to
1: just do death cab. For them? I
0: could totally do <laughs> death Cab, But I think people would be like, all right, what is this fucking death? Cab right, shut this <laughs> shit off. Um, They're like, I own plans. I know them. So like the big part of that early two thousands movement Cuts was keys.
1: sick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of songs. on there. Yeah, right, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know.
0: Um, there was so the garage rock movement of like the early two thousands. Oh yeah. Should be mentioned. Like the
1: hives. The hives, the uh, vines. Okay.
0: The black keys, uh the white stripes, um, that whole I mean that's Anything a whole, with a the in the, yeah, in the title. It was very kitschy, but the Strokes. Mm. Yep. The first fucking Strokes album is like one of the greatest, catchiest pop albums, just fucking lightning in a bottle albums I've ever okay. heard of my entire life. Yeah, Did you no. Ever get that's, into it? Those no. uh those garage no. rock
1: things like cuz it was literally like it it was like a kind of resistance to that like oh and how about instead of like so not glossy. moving to polished no. yeah. and yeah, glossy yeah. let's just make everything sound like shit but be awesome songs. Yeah.
2: That I mean that yeah that to me sounds like, even... like sound like shit. I
1: is, I know what you mean.
2: Is this it? It's is like the Kinks man the Kinks, the man. The Kinks yeah. were fucking sloppy
0: as hell but their songwriting was
2: fucking shit yeah. awesome.
0: But this guy Julian Casablancas has one of those voices that like as soon as you hear it you're like that guy's a fucking rock star so yeah i mean instantly oh, yeah. okay like the moment oh i
1: know julian Casablancas using that one lonely island song yeah i mean even his name is like perfect like
0: and like <laughs> there, that whole band was like they were the this it. is the stroke they were the it band okay. for like the next five years like everything they, they could do no wrong and every band like tried to emulate them because of the absolute genius of this album even though they tried to sound lo-fi, it still came across super fucking shiny and poppy.
1: Still good production,
0: yeah. Yep. New York like you City You can't band. fool me
2: just because you put a telephone EQ on something. Get out of here. <laughs> that fucking board's gonna be hundreds of thousands Talk of dollars. Talk
0: about an album that has zero fat on it. Literally, like it's like eleven songs, like thirty minutes long, and it just—I mean, it just flies. That's but you're like Holy shit.
2: See now, I, of course, I know the name, but I couldn't tell you any of their songs.
0: This is baseline.
1: Just stealing from the Beatles. Yeah, it almost has a little bit of that Dear Prudence bass vibe. Yes.
2: They just put out an album last year. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, they kind of lull you into a sense of like, okay, this is pretty chill with this song. And then the rest of the album is like... (laughs) It's a party album. It was like what you were listening to in New York City, like... In that whole hipster scene At every party Like that's what This was what it was playing Big time Cause everybody was looking For the next strokes After this album Right So catchy It's got serious Pixie vibes though Yeah yes. Oh yeah Yeah No they take a, They have a lot of influences They didn't do anything Spectacularly Innovative They just were The right place At the right time Yeah right look they were all about they were super you know like glamorous like they had all the models were dating them like they were dating all the supermodels they were every new york fashion show like they were like you know, wow they were like definitely seems hipster second of like the new york doll you know the, the new york dolls yeah, yeah but you can't deny
1: it's like first time i heard this album i was like fuck it's also it's kind of funny when i think about it one They used to, like, in that era, they were really pushing, like, oh, electronic music is going to be, like, the hot new thing. Yeah. And this whole garage rock thing, like, wiped that completely into the late 2010s. That's what I liked about it. That's what I liked about it. Because, like, now there's a lot of, like, really popular sort of electronic-based artists. And there were some at the time. But, like, you know, like, things like dubstep never took off. Like, and even just, like, purely electronic, like, like, there were the big ones. Like, you know, Daft Punk was always pretty popular. Yeah. But Chemical Brothers, you know, there was, like, a handful of, like, bands that you could recognize. Chemical
2: Brothers, the Dust Brothers, other sets of brothers doing electronic music. The Brothers music. Brothers. The Brothers Brothers. <laughs> Moby's Brother.
1: <laughs> the Dust Dust. Um, the Oracle, the Orphi, the whatever. But no, like, they, it just, I remember, because there was, like, every music, Publication was just like electronic music is going to be the next hot thing, and then garage rock was just like, yeah, fuck me. You. Just you're going to have yeah. to wait for at least another decade before that's yeah. going to be your jam. And it really was like it was like another ten years of just like this kind of stuff because of the Strokes. Yeah, Strokes. Yeah, seminal album.
0: But it's one of those albums that's mass appeal. Like yeah, it's impossible big not to like it. I've yet to play this for somebody and they be like, oh, this is fucking horrible. It gets people out on the dance floor. Chicks love it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just it's good songwriting and like you were saying, like not a lot of fat. Like anything anything that's there is tight. You know yeah. songs get in, do their thing and get out. Yep. It's just there's really not a li- not a lot to not like. Unless you're still stuck in that kind of vibe of, of music appreciation, where if people like something, then you sort of feel the urge to not like it just to be a contrarian the comic book guy. I think was, yeah, yeah. That was me. That hey, it was. was me. I mean, I think all of us are guilty <laughs> yeah, of that I've at done some that. point. Sure. You know, like it's it's what you do when you just don't know any better. Period. I've lived I've
0: lived here for eight years, and I just went to Longwood Gardens this this past winter, right? Because of that. You have to go to Longwood Gardens. You have to check out Longwood Gardens. I'm like, no, I really don't. Yeah. Then it became a point of contention. I'm like, not going this year. Not going.
2: Not going. Never going. Not going to happen.
0: And then I went there and I was supremely underimpressed, underwhelmed. And my wife was like, how do you not? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I wanted to like it.
1: I mean, it's fine. You know what it is? It's that kind of like, that vibe that like a lot of people, especially like sort of out here in like the, the country things, like, they have that, like, they're antebellum curious, you know? Like, they want to see, like, a little <laughs> bit of, like, like you know, the fancy old white days. Back when America was great. Yeah. And, and I think it has, like, a little bit of that. Like, but. I can't really put my finger on it, but yeah, that's close. It's. I mean but then like some, some really people just really way, get into yeah. landscaping and you know like yeah, the, like that just, kind of aspect of it, it which just
0: doesn't get my dick hard I don't care
1: like, a lot of people in my family they've always been <laughs> fond of it just because like they'll go and get ideas for their home garden I feel shit. like it's
0: it's hot and it's crowded and it's the same yeah it's gross
1: yeah
0: it's just water spurting out of I, I don't get I have it, the I
2: same reaction my kids do which is like so we're just gonna
1: walk yeah you just walk? <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Yeah. That's that's it. There's nothing there's not like at, an ice cream at the end at or anything. Like, no, there's a tree house that you Yeah, I mean the lights the through. lights can be kinda cool. Yeah, they're kinda cool. I don't but know. it's like whatever. Like it's just like, yeah, I it, it, like, it's you, very you look like sterile at, though. It's and very, everything's like, very kinda of cool clean. if you go
2: blizzing.
1: I grew up in Delaware yeah. County,
0: so we drove around and looked at other people's housing <laughs> displays <laughs> right. which were way more impressive than anything that I ever saw at Longwood Gardens. Because you knew how much work And effort and how many like children's how many kids were beaten putting up those fucking lights.
3: (laughs) It's so true.
0: How many dogs were kicked with the guys to come home and like put up those fucking lights every
1: year? (laughs) All the ridiculous electric bills for three months. Can only imagine. My uncle used to do that stuff at hers. Oh yeah. And he he had horror stories. Listen to that beat. This honestly, see these kind of albums too, they make me really appreciate just how much you get out of having people locked in with each other. Because, like, nothing is going on interesting in that bass line, but because it's so locked in with the drums, yes. because it's yeah. so, like, yeah, the rhythm section so tight, yeah. Like, playing together, like, it does more than the sum of its parts. Because I've heard plenty of bands do similar mm. stuff, but they're not locked in.
3: Mmm.
2: God. he can have my spot on the podcast. Yeah, he's, he's really, very, he's very well spoken. Yeah, tearing it Definitely up.
0: Definitely hits the nail on the head on everything. I day. appreciate
1: the fluffing, gentlemen. This is like, <laughs> this is the most physical uh, <laughs> stimulation I've had in a long time. Just trying to keep you ready. Haven't even nice. really touched yes. yet. <laughs> <a
3: little.
1: laughs> Turn the
0: sound cave into the bear cave. <laughs>
2: Well, Nobody's I'm happy touched to be... anybody, and this is the
0: most sex uh, uh, I've I'm had I'm happy to all be the year. resident twink in the bear cave. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in trouble. <coughs> There's a lot of beef down here. Oh, shit. <coughs> a lot oh. of grade A beef.
3: Oh, my
2: God. So, wait, who else falls into this? The You were talking about the White Stripes?
0: Uh, yeah, I'd be I... remiss to not, like, just completely get down and blow fucking Jack White because he's the coolest human on Earth. Yeah,
2: he's... Look... I didn't have... The the funny thing is, you know, not to blend back into movies, but a moment where my respect for him shot through the roof was when he played Elvis in, um... Oh, in Dewey Cox, Dewey Cox, walks, yeah, and Walk <laughs> Hard, and <laughs> he, he shows good. up. He shows up as fucking Elvis, and and I was just like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess he doesn't take himself as seriously as I thought. No. And then I was like, I was way more open
1: to listen. It's a performance to them. Yeah, he was all about creating that vibe, like that he was. He's yeah. just a consummate performer.
2: But the first, the first time I saw, just. Him and Meg playing, oh. and I was like, his
0: guitar.
1: This That's is, my litmus this test is too. Great. I like. Yeah. I'll I'll ask people. I'll be like, what do you think of Meg White? And if they're like, oh, Meg White you I'm just like, oh, okay. So you know nothing about music then? So because just, yeah. Meg White is the perfect drummer for the White Stripes. Right. Right. Like, if you can't understand that, then I don't. I don't honestly know how to explain it to you because it's like, it just listen to it, <laughs> like. There is nothing that's happening. Nobody do that job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like, if you think that Meg White isn't holding back, you're an idiot. Another has, band, like,
0: another two piece that could blow the roof off of a fucking place. Yeah. You're Like, how do they do Absolutely.
1: that? Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, it's it's the same thing. It's about being locked in is so much more important than being a virtuoso. Yes. Nobody gives a shit if you're Neil Pert if you're not playing in time with yes. everybody you're playing. I don't. With. No, I don't care. This so is the first white stripe song i ever heard if i could if you literally like today showed me a drummer and was like this drummer just pretend like it's a meg white analog like this drummer can do everything meg white did i would i would hire them for my band in a heartbeat because i just just love it dude (laughs) i just uh, i love it like I just don't understand how people don't appreciate the simplicity. Like it's also fun to watch. They get so focused on that she's not doing some fill well, that yeah, they think the, that they would do in that place and I'm like, yeah, and then it would make the song sound weird. It's yeah, not it, complex
2: music. It's the Ringo factor. Man, you, everybody yes. shits on Ringo yeah. and you're like, yeah.
1: "Dude, he was It's like, have you ever heard she locked. said she said because that yeah. is a fucking drum beat."
2: Yeah. No, I think the first time I ever saw them they were, like, live on Conan or something. Just fucking tearing it up. And I Oh, was dude, like, their
0: live shit's ridiculous. I was like,
2: this is what I want to do with my
0: life. Yeah. Like,
2: he just, just two people going, oh.
0: he no literally, bass guitar. Did you see like, him, like, during it? during um the pandemic when he did a performance on Saturday Night Live? Literally, like, fucking gave hope to the country because it was so fucking good. I no. vaguely remember like, this. Like, he got on and, like, people were like, because, like, a lot of like these younger kids have never seen Jack White. Oh, my like, God. It, like, they they don't, were
1: like, he... ripping on that one chick for smashing her guitar. I'm like, what happened? Is what? this what's going to make me an old man? Yeah. Like, yeah. You kids don't Phoebe, like smashing Phoebe guitars? What is yep, yes. Phoebe yeah, yeah.
2: You don't appreciate guitar smashing. Let me tell you back yeah, in the day. I'm back a... in the
0: day, we used to smash a guitar and we were appreciative I'm of it. I'm not a big fan of her. Like, I think she's good, but, like, that was a cool performance. Like, yeah. you know, it was something different. Like, you actually felt something.
1: I just couldn't wrap my well, head around. Man. People were like, upset with her for smashing a guitar yeah, I'm like, like what yeah, it make is sense wrong with you yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah all of a sudden it became, because it it nobody rocks showy. anymore that's the <laughs> like, problem
0: what? so like when you see somebody like Jack White who's just fucking just energy personified yeah like, when, and when he gets up there like he nobody's
1: more locked in than Jack White like live like I feel like I really I, I gained a lot. Like I already enjoyed him. Like I, I resisted him for a long time because an ex of mine. You want to hate like, him He's such a douchebag. He's a dick. But like he's so good. But it was um it was that documentary. Uh, it might get loud, dude. I was just about to bring that up. Where like, in that like, because he was being so what you kind of picture him to be. Yes. But so was the Edge, oh, the and edge when you compare the too, yeah. two of them together as the Edge, like doing yoga with his BlackBerry texting, right? And Jack White, like taking a like hunk of wood and like he a, nailing a string oh God, to it, it with ridiculous. a pickup and like playing slide guitar, and he's like, "So you don't need an expensive guitar." I'm like, "All right." Yeah, I like this guy yeah. now. That was that was kind of like the I'm turning point for me. I mean, I always now. loved
0: his music, but I always thought he was kind of a dick.
1: And also, John Paul Jones was just super cool in that too. Yes,
0: but... that is like one of the best documents. Oh, wait, no, it was, ever. it was
1: Jimmy Page, not John Paul Jones. Yeah, Jimmy Page. That's one of the Page. best documents here, if you ever. The watched. And, see yeah, good, yeah. You've no, seen it right? Don't pick me out.
2: I've seen it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like, don't hurt me. He was like, he had a lot of like really good, um, just kind of philosophy things and that. Oh, he's a deep dude. You know, about about music and about, you know, like fact that he was like what the 7th oh. of seven siblings or 6th of six siblings or something like that. I also love like dumb dumb things like he used to upholster furniture yeah. and there are like yeah. still white stripes like vinyls that have been upholstered into things that he worked on when he like that have not been discovered yet yeah. like I'm just like, what well, that is like such rock star shit. That, like you <laughs> normally, like maybe like ten, twenty years ago would have pissed me off, but now I'm just like respect, appreciate it, appreciate you, dude. Yeah, glad you're out here doing it.
2: See, the reason I I didn't know he
0: was a dick for a while, the reason I didn't get down he's, with him at first, he's, it's not that he's a dick. He just has zero tolerance for anybody that's not fucking cool. Yeah, like <laughs> he will literally go up to you out at. He's gone up and just punched people in the face because he thought that they were trying to rip off his shit. He hates Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. They hate, uh, they have a long, long feud going back and forth on social media, like just like for years. I mean, he wanted to beat the shit out of Dan Auerbach because the Black Keys are pretty close to yeah. what they sound very similar sounds. Right. Very much. And took Jack that- White's very, like, protective of that sound. Yeah. So, like, he thinks anybody that comes close to that is, like, you're his mortal enemy. And, like, he. Rudy, he went up and hit the one guy from um I don't know if it was the hives or the vines one of those bands
1: I think it was the vines he ones. went up and literally
0: went up and just punched the guy right in the face like at like at, at behind behind the you know behind the scenes jesus and he's, he that- and he's been known to just trash people on social media like he's vicious
2: but that doesn't make i mean like he's Playing twelve part blues though, like yeah. that's what <laughs> that's what he's doing. So it feels kind of wrong for him to go hit people and be like, "You're stealing my shit." Anyway, this is Johnny Be Good, but real slow and sloppy. He does <laughs> shit that only Jack White could get away with. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, like I like what he does with it. I like his style and his energy with it. But that's why I didn't get down with him at first. I was like. He's oh. just playing the blues. And then I saw them live play together, and I was like, oh, no, I'm all about this. Yeah. Because it was their energy and their interaction that made and it. And he's
0: got, like, 20 different side projects that he's
2: doing. Well, yeah, that's, there's that, He's too. got, like,
0: five, <laughs> ten different bands, like, at any given moment. Like, yeah. the Raycon Tours. Uh, what's the other one?
2: I liked them. I got down with that what first What was the one
0: album? that he came out with that it's really fucking dark?
1: Um, what was that? Oh, Rack on Tours lost. is the only one I could have told you. They're good,
0: you. but there's another band that he does.
1: Uh, it's not coming to me.
0: Did you see Under the Great under uh, Great White, Northern Skies? That was another um, documentary of their tour. I don't think so. Him and Meg White's tour from like 10 years ago. You should check that it was out. really, really good. It was all done in
1: black and white. yeah they really did they were just like oh let's do delta blues but like right just loud as fuck <laughs> as this song comes on <laughs> yeah
0: this this was the first this was the first white or uh, yeah this was, second dead leaves in the dirty ground and this song were the two on one of my buddies playlist same guy that introduced me to all the other shit this song i was like I couldn't put my finger on why I love this song so much, but mm. I did, and I still do.
1: Yeah, it's really—it's just it's because so it's simple. another one of those perfect, like, very evocative imagery in the lyrics. Like you, you, you catchy can catchy melody. Yeah, you just—you get sucked into a world. Yeah, it's uh, it's
2: the the plain white tees. It's Delilah. A little know? bit, yeah. It's that like this is like super catchy and evocative, and you know, I'm, I'm sure I never heard the any other weather. song. Just, yes. Dead weather. Dead weather. I never heard any other song that the Plain White T's made, but they probably were not good.
1: Yeah, I honestly like all
2: I know is as still, far as, hey, as I'm there, concerned,
1: their their album was just "Hey There, Delilah" like twelve times or whatever, and then. <laughs> but like all the times are different. What?
0: Is... <laughs> oh yeah. Talk about God, sound. I love Oregon. <laughs> this sound on this song.
3: So good.
0: Is this White Stripes or Dead Weather? Dead Weather. Okay. We're going off. We're going off on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> 2009 tangent. That's still early. It's close enough. (laughs) Compared to the 2020s. That's so ridiculous. Some of the sounds that he makes, it's like. He's not doing anything new, but it's like somehow he makes it work. It's so everything he does is cool. Everything is cool. I think what
1: he's really good at too is like just getting authentic sounds that are good. Like that organ is just such an iconic sound. That's clearly in Hammond B3. Like it's just got that. Thick swirl to it, and it's still used very sparingly. Like, they're not doing, like, big pads, except for the kind of, like, those, right. like little transitional parts. Little
2: little fills here and there, but... So crazy. It's good
0: shit. His shit is just really aggressive.
1: And it's like, it's like shit, the White Stripes, because, yeah. like, if you make, like, just a really plain sandwich with, like, really good lunch meat. But there's, like, you you don't have time. And you don't put anything on it. And then, like, all of his other stuff is, like, you just add a couple extra ingredients. Right. It's like, you know what? I got a little bit more time. <laughs> I'm supposed to throw some lettuce, get a spread on here. Because it's, like, the same, like, good quality, like, meat to it. But, like, there's, like, more to appreciate. Like, it, he, he, he finds a good way of, like, taking those roots. Like, clearly he's, like, in love with Delta Blues. And he wants yes. that to be every yes. music. Yeah. but the only music, Dead Weather but... and The tour is like it's that evolved like it's yeah. that plus yeah. more and then he has solo stuff just Jack yeah, White he's, he's insane he's ridiculous Like he's very prolific he's one of those like fuck your worth work ethic <laughs> this is one of my favorite guitar Like just by your mere done. existence you make me feel like a failure <laughs> it's like that time when I played that one Damien Rice song for you and you're just like I quit Yeah, am stunned. I'm never gonna write no, another song myself
2: yeah. My drum. <laughs>
0: my drum. That's a great song. Yes, it is. He actually fits into that category, early 2000s. Uh,
2: yep. Yeah. No, I was going to say, there was... Uh, he was l- so huge. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, because Blower's Daughter. <laughs> yep. It was in some, like... Closer. Oh, yeah. Yes. movie Closer. One of my favorite movies that era. It was in a movie, and then, like, everybody loved it.
0: With Jude Law and... Um, Julia Roberts
1: and then what else was on 9 that people really loved um, I mean Volcano 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 was a really dope track what was the Coconut song oh um what was that song um was that on 9 or was that on I think it was on another one the previous one I got it I went I, I like Damien Rice for a while he's really good great songwriter I even liked his um his more slightly recent one just like that fucking groove. Yeah.
0: There really is nobody cooler alive. Now that David Bowie's dead,
3: Jack White's pretty much the coolest And, Prince. Yeah, and yeah. Prince, right?
0: He's the last like he's the last rock star, you know what I mean like that we have, I think. He should be wrapped in bubble wrap. And protected. <laughs>
1: Just put him on display down at third man. Keep him safe. Oh, this, oh. Look, but do not touch the ground. I heard him play this live somewhere, and Jack I was jackpot, like, Jack, what?
0: What? Listen to the sound of this guitar. My are blue. In the well, nothing, nothing. Ah, oh! Synthesizer? Why not? Oh, high production value too. Oh,
3: you got that Tom Morello action. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking G-g-g-g-g-g-g- that.
0: I was just thinking how much this this song sounds like. I fucking, fucking toggle my switch. I also sounds like Tom Morello. Uh,
1: yeah, dude. Jack White is so good at, like, using an ugly guitar tone oh, to yeah. make a really badass moment yes. in a song. Yeah. Like, I would never craft that tone for my own shit. But, like, you hear it and it's like, oh, but I could do that oh, with it. Yeah, I could make that
0: sound. Somehow Watch. he makes shit work Drop. that should not work. Yeah. He really, like, he, that's, he's. That's his, like, that's his gift is being able to take shit that you're like, that shouldn't sound good. And then he makes it sound good. Yeah. And he does it effortlessly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he speaks shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate <laughs> that guy!
3: Fuck. Oh,
1: I love
0: the synth in this. so good! This is from the 2014 album, Lazaretto. It's his solo album. Oh, I love that fiddle. Yeah, I'll just throw in some fiddle.
2: No big deal.
1: It's a really underrated like, album. He's playing a fiddle like doing electric guitar solo. Like, yeah, you don't really appreciate it until you see him do shit
0: live. Yeah. Like that Saturday Night Live performance, I had like goosebumps. I was like, I was, I'm, like gonna, that's... I'm gonna go home and watch that because I don't think I saw it. And then to read the comments was the best part. Like, reading the YouTube comments of that video was like both songs where people were like, Jack White has come back to save us all. <laughs>
1: yeah, hundred percent. People were all about it. I yeah. do remember that now.
0: Because it was like it was at that time when it was like at the darkest. Yeah. Like during the pandemic, it was like when it yeah, was like really
1: like, starting to sink in. Like, oh, this isn't just gonna like evaporate. It's right. not gonna be like, oopsie, we were wrong. Away. We might not be going anywhere for a while. Yeah, that was that, that was around the time when it was just like, oh, this might be like eighteen months.
0: Yeah, you didn't really see an end in sight. It was fucking depressing as shit. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was definitely... Uh, I mean, I
2: was I was all right. I was like, yes, stay at home. Yeah, I was, I gonna... was
1: like that for about two months. Right. And then I was like, well, all right, you... this is Yeah, not cool. yeah that's the thing. I'm, I was like such a hermit already that it, did, it barely even affected me.
0: No, in the <laughs> beginning, it was fantastic. I was like, dude, this is great. That's I was great. like, I get so much... Like, I literally jumped into this hobby because of the pandemic. Yeah, like, yeah. I got in all this kind I mean, of accumulated you know, over the last year and a half. Don't right? get it wrong. I was worried that, you know, like, would I still have a job in six months, but... you know yeah I was already working from home so it was kind of like an easy transition like I was half and half and then it was like I don't have to go in and see patients anymore this is awesome I can just call people it's on but then I was like sitting here and I was just like calling people and I was like this fucking sucks yeah I was like I have no interaction with my patients like I don't have any I wasn't getting any reward from like People, it's like I felt like a salesman and I was calling people like right. checking up on them and they were like people don't want to talk to you on the phone. They get a hundred phone calls a day. Yeah. Like they don't especially talk about their health.
2: Well especially yeah, especially if it's a number they don't recognize.
0: Yeah. Oh well, that was the Jesus. other thing. Yeah. Who? Who?
2: No, I don't have any vinyl for sale. <laughs>